0: hello and welcome to the global discussion I'm Simon Hodgkins and today I'm delighted to be joined by another creative leader and thinker Ian McCall Ian you're very welcome to the podcast and let's begin by asking you to introduce yourself to our international audience so over to you Ian
1: uh, hello everybody my name is Ian McCall I'm delighted to be here on Simon's uh, wonderful uh, podcast um, and privilege to I um, I essentially, I am a creative communicator in the marketing field. Um, my, my job is essentially as a, a graphic design-based, art director-based person is to, to bring a whole pile of facets together um, that really promote my clients' brands and services. Um, I have within this cooperative that I, that I run called Therefore, essentially four people, but it's growing every time with a a wonderful panel of art directors, designers, writers who I really prefer to work with. They're they're just brilliant, brilliant illustrators, photographers. We're kind of like the whole gambit. And I I, I cherry pick stuff and people to work with my clients Um, and I front face it um, and work with some some of today's great clients. I'm really privileged to after many years in advertising to have started this initiative about 10 years ago. So yeah again you could call me, if you will, a creative lubricator um, that sense is is I bring ideas, I bring thing to, things together. I work with uh, with what I would see as brilliant people but also as as a creative uh, a creative director, my my job is 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 to know where I can find the idea well sometimes it comes from myself sometimes it comes from the writers I work with sometimes uh, even back in agency land I mean I'd be working late as we all put in ridiculous hours um for pitches and stuff like that you'd you'd be working on a campaign you'd be scribbling away and you'd be going I I might have a, a cleaning gentleman or lady pass by and look look at the table and they'd go kind of uh kind of what you do, doing and i'm going well i've got this blah 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 what do you think and they might have an idea and they go well if you turn it this way it might be better and i go wow they're right so the, the trick is knowing where the idea is and being able to harness this and bring it in so that's what i do whether i come up with it myself or 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 or, or work with people who do uh, and again it's a huge team effort i mean we have essentially um some notions that have really resonated with me uh, in the last few years in my time having set up this cooperative. Uh, and again, um, the love, the discipline in marketing, the discipline that I really love is essentially in this world of graphic design, digital, AI, um, advertising, whether it's standard, traditional, or whatever. What I really enjoy is, is getting down with the people. Um, creating theatre. I mean, you go go back to uh, one of my favourite guys, um, a guy called Confucius. Now, he was a guy ahead of his time. um, And he had this wonderful quote and it kind of really resonates in the advertising field, in the marketing field. He had this quote was, tell me and I will forget. Uh, Show me and I will remember. But involve me And I will understand. That's why I love getting down on the streets, creating theater uh, at the point of purchase, um, sales promotion, activation, you know, uh, experiential. uh, Get people to feel the brand. Uh, So that 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 in itself really, really gets me up in the morning, and gets me inspired. Don't get me wrong. I love crafting a good 48 sheet. And I, I, I love working with great production companies who are also kind of connected with, with the therefore offering, where we work on wonderful video content and animated digital ads and stuff. So look, uh, but the, the actual experiential end of things where you're, you're meeting people and you're getting them to experience positive things about the brands or services that you work with with your clients. So it's 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 that that's you that's utopia if you mix all these disciplines together. I mean. You go, go back to one of my favorite case studies where I, I worked with an agency at, at within my therefore consultancy thing where we worked with the Vodafone brand and they were, they were finishing off their sponsorship of Electric Picnic, which is, as you may know, our, our audience international was, is the biggest musical festival uh, in this country. So it's, it's down in um, Meath, Kildare area um and uh kind of acres and acres of of hundreds of acts but we ha- we invented for for uh, for Vodafone um a guy called Dr Beat essentially the insight here is that people going to electric picnic may go to see one or two bands the foals you know or 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 london grammar or or chic or whatever but they're not aware possibly of the 200 and something other acts and bands that are there so we felt it was though votif- dr beat's job to help them with this um and enhance the experience so so what we did was we we set up a, a surgery in the charging tent an electric picnic uh and we had signs outside as dr beat will see you now and all that sort of stuff and we had a couple of of nurses wonderful nurses who'd who'd kind of in, encourage you but the, there was always a queue outside the charging tent the most popular tent in the festival yeah no no i mean uh, for, forget pet shop boys sorry we're charging our phone you know not quite but um so they'd be queuing in here and they'd be coming in and and what dr beat would do um would be, he he would ask them who they've come to see and they tell him uh, and he'll go uh, and he had this big, this big book that he'd open up and, and we had all the lists of all the acts that were like each other or if you like this, you might like this, member, get member scenario. And, and he'd say, well, if you're coming here to see Pet Shop Boys, there are, what about London Grammar or whatever? So he, you'd have two or three of these people with headphones listening to snippets while he made them dance around and it just really in, in, in enjoy the the, the the madness that was ensuing. Um, and then at the end, uh, end of uh, end of his 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 session with with whatever individuals, he'd give them a, pre- a prescription with the name and the date and the time of the bands that they might like to see, and he'd send them packing on their wa- on their way with their charged phone. Uh, how happy we were! So, and we led this. We, we had this, uh, the electric picnic lead up where we had him on digital, where we had videos of him and, and stills of him acting out songs and artists who were at the festival. And if you guessed them right, and you were, you were in the mix to, to win EP tickets. So it was a, a win-win thing. So look, we had so much fun with this and so did Vodafone. So they kind of, uh, they kind of went out with a bang, but they loved Dr. Beat uh, and it was just such a wonderful experience to be to be working on something as theatrical as this on a slightly one other, as I bore you senseless with another case study, we, we did a, a wonderful thing myself and my writing partner, Kevin, a few years ago, we were asked by their activation, their event agency who'd got the, the job of um, of dressing. They just won, there's, there's, there's a huge um, area for media a most prized area for media in this country and it is the Dublin airport the Terminal 1 and Terminal 2 doors so you've got um, this coca-cola had finished their contract and this bank Bank of Ireland had had basically won, won the gig for five years um, and it was coming up to Christmas, and they approached their marketing agency. Approached me saying, "We've been asked to to come up with a concept for the airport for the bank." Now, we know that people are kind of a bit wary of banks at times. Kind of like they're selling their products, they're they're making money, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so, we have an opportunity to 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 kind of add sentiment as opposed to sell mortgages and products and loans and and have you. And just essentially wish people happy Christmas and get them to feel that the Bank of Ireland, the bank really understood them um, and and, and were with them all the way. So what we were able to do, and this is, again, we were able to use real people, except they were just the man on the street. So my my, my sense was, we have people coming out through these arrival doors uh, and people coming out through these, I mean, The Irish nation are a nation of travelers and immigrants and and, 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 and mad jokes who who are constantly traveling. But the big thing at Christmas is we miss them all. And, And it's Ireland with a huge sense of family, really, really loves the return. And sometimes it can be years. So I went off to my first meeting a few uh, with with the marketing director of the bank and the agency directors and we went f- and the people from the DAA Dublin Airport Authority um, and we did airside and and, and we have walked right through the airport to look at the areas that we would market and, and and we would put up so my sense was before i went i kind of i wanted to dress the the terminals as christmas presents my sense was that you know the, the, the Christmas presents would be the people, you know, um, so we had so we went along and I, all I, I, I sat down with with Kevin and I said, let's have a quick brainstorm, we had literally the quickest brainstorm I've ever had, and I went armed with a line uh, and we walked airside and we, we talked and uh, I, 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 I uh, motioned to to the, the the Bank of Ireland people that really this this should be about sentiment. This should be about the joy, the celebration of, of 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 loved ones reuniting. Sometimes after years, coming in from Australia. I mean, it's packed, and it's also it's a very uh, media focused area at Christmas. You 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 find that a, a lot of the news stations are saying you know you know seeing seeing the people travel back. And we've and a, a few years earlier we had had a, a world recession, so 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 things were tough. You know, so what we did was. Uh, I, I walked airside and, and one of the ladies, one of the, 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 the market, marketing ladies from the DAA asked me and said, look, I know it's early, but have you any ideas? And I said, well, if I tell you, I'll have to kill you. Uh, but and she said, oh, no, I don't, I don't care, just, just tell me, like, what, what, what do you have, because we're so excited about this. This is the first time we've ever had this media space and it's, 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 it's so exciting. So I said, look, we're think, I'm thinking of, of dressing this up as a Christmas present the whole of your doors um, and and having a tag in the middle within the within the ribbons uh, and it'll read as the people come out the doors it'll read the best Christmas present ever is about to walk through these doors the anticipation being electric she looked at me when I said the line and she started to weep (laughs) and I went that's that's a that's that's that, that's brand utopia. When you connect, she says, Oh, my sister, she's coming back after four years in Australia and I haven't seen her. And she literally she got teary-eyed. She says, Oh my God, that's so right. So I, I kind of knew we were on to a winner. So we were able then to work on our teaser campaign saying, just when you thought the doll's house was the best thing ever, the bike was the best thing ever, the train set was the best thing ever. Now the best thing even topping that is about to walk through these doors. So the bank got a huge, 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 huge reaction. I mean, uh, this this campaign ran in December for five years, virtually unchanged, uh, because it had got such a hit for them. You'd have Ryan Tuberty out there welcoming the people back. The backdrop would be this tag between the two doors in T1 and T2, um, as these people milled out uh, uh, and were greeted lovingly and hugs and kisses, and Ryan covered there going, what's happening around me type thing. So it was just a lovely thing, using real people as the theatre. So you bring your message alive. It's not just straightforward, a kind of a, a wonderfully crafted AI visual. It's just this beautiful thing that has interaction. That's what gets me up in the morning. I love it.
0: Thank you, Ian, for sharing that. That's an incredible uh, story. And I think the word theatre that you've used a couple of times there, the human engagement, I mean, airports can be quite emotional, particularly when loved ones are coming home. And that, you know, the best present is about to walk through the doors, and to wrap the whole thing. And for people that are mm. familiar with um, Dublin Airport and particularly Terminal One and Terminal Two now, which is huge, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a footfall of millions and millions and millions and millions of people, uh, and that's a huge activation. I suppose the fact that it, it it lasted for 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 the the years that it did, it was a it was a true engagement. It was an emotional connection to a brand. And it really worked as as a story. And um, I know it was a big success. So congratulations on that. And I don't want to skip over as well what you were mentioning about Vodafone and their activation with the Electric Picnic, because any festival goers, I'm sure, will have heard of Electric Picnic. It's a big event. Mm. Um, And I love the idea of uh, Dr. B handing out prescriptions Uh, to the festival goes I think that's a really smart thing to do and you've just in those couple of case studies that you've shared with our audience today you've already begun that discussion in terms of connecting humans connecting story engaging with brands Mm. and thinking a little bit differently so we love that here on the global discussion so thank you for sharing that Ian that's a great a great introduction the other thing I want to ask you though as well is I know that you're an awards judge. Um, And uh, that association, the APMC, uh, it really represents, doesn't it, the promotional marketing sector within Ireland. Uh, So could you tell us a little bit about that uh, just for our audience today?
1: The the APMC... Are as a wonderful association, and again, part of this whole experiential, promotional, and activation side of, of thing that is really close to my heart. I've spent many years uh, working with clients um, developing these type of campaigns that sit along and complement, um, as 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 they call it, above the line. And there's no real. Above the line, there's no such thing as above above the line. It's kind of like the, the only the only line is up, you know. So it's it's so this mixture of marketing disciplines um, with the a- APMC. So the APMC uh, essentially uphold the highest levels um, of 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 these marketing campaigns, which again, point of purchase activation. Uh, I mean, my my work as a judge. This is the third year. I've been asked to come back uh, and, and judge um is an incredibly privileged thing to be able to look at immerse yourself in and celebrate some really wickedly wonderful ideas that, that, so, that sometimes people don't see or hear about if they're not in this country. So be able to award them in this country and have the Grand Prix and the goals go into Europe is, is, is just wonderful that the, the last few years you have you have I mean like wonderful ideas like um, one of my favorite one was, was uh, the, the first shop entirely staffed and stocked by cancer survivors and it was called the shop that nearly wasn't and it was a wonderful pop-up thing that ran for a few weeks where 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 uh, where, where cancer survivors sold and stocked stuff and, and this was this created a huge a, a, a huge feedback and a, and a huge um publicity for uh, the the breakthrough cancer research um, again you you look you look at heinegan Zero, 0 um setting up activation pit stops in four courts on the way to to musicals uh, music festivals to literally reward the designated driver who's probably quite pissed off to just be able to drive, Uh, but no doubt they will be rewarded on the other side, but to be rewarded there as they go with winning prizes and, and and being able to sample the product zero zero so they can. They, they, they can they can maybe have a supper too on their way it, it's stuff like that and it's really high high visibility, uh, and it really does get some really positive feedback and the clients love what we do, because because we're, we're creating theater we're creating things that they're they're, they're they're not expecting, you know, I mean even you go with with Coca Cola um, repurposing their aluminum cans uh, for installations uh, um, uh in 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 wooded areas in 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 in, again in music festivals and they and and people will put together and cut out these leaves and put them up on these wonderful trees Uh, and again it's there's 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 a sense of again uh repurposing and this campaign was called melodic wood because there was a, a sense of music with it too so there's there's a whole pile of stuff that goes on with 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 reviewing these things and it's also technology is a very big thing part of that as well, so to be able to do that see it through into Europe and and now i've been asked to be a European ju- judge with impact, which is the European promotional Council, so I can then see how they fare the. Um, the goals and the Grand Prix fare in Europe, uh, and then, who knows where we'll go but it's such it's such a joyous thing to be able to be part of to celebrate this wonderful work.
0: Well, yeah, congratulations on the judging positions, and there's no better person in my view, Ian, because of your 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 extraordinary work uh, that you that you do in this area, and some of the examples that you've shared with us. And I know there are many others, but they are exceptionally well executed, well thought
1: through, and I know very much respected within the industry. So, thank you for sharing that information with us. Um, well, there's there's also a sense, Simon. I mean, again, I'm one of the four judges. I te- as, as you can tell from my irreverence and my, my, my cheekiness that we're on the, on the creative side. I, I work with people who are all about the KPIs and all about the numbers and stuff like that. And again, don't get me wrong, I won't diss them at all. I love them, but I'm looking for magic. I'm looking for emotion. I'm looking for, for smiles, you know, um, as, as well as the, the bums on the seats and the numbers. But they some, they often, if they do it right, come hand in hand
0: spoken like a true creative in, uh, and you know, we love creatives here on the global discussion. Um, the other thing I, I want to ask you while I've got you in is I, I like to ask our podcast guests a little bit about their learning style and also about their favorite books. So when it comes to books, you know, what can you share with us today? Uh, what are you sort of, what are you reading? Are you an audio book kind of person? Are you watching things? Are you learning by listening to podcasts?
1: Or do you just really like picking up books? Um, Books, I do like books. I mean, this is a, this is a mad time we live in with feckin' if I can say feckin' feckin' phones, you know, um, where where you tend to t- when you have your downtime, first thing you're doing is reading your phone. Put the phone down, please. Pick there's nothing. Nothing more tangibly and, 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 and lovely than a, a book that you open up and you can smell and kind of even more so. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of audio books out there that are really good, but I love picking up, up, up books. And essentially my, my drive with and my interest with books are about well-known people and how they work it and how they and how they what their what, what their process is. Why are they successful? What have they gone through? To, to, to become as successful as they, as they are. And a lot of the time I'll be reading about musicians uh, because I, I, I'm one, one of my things is music. I, I, I have, funny enough, I'm obsessed with music and the various different styles and genres and stuff like that. We, we, we love vinyl and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, I mean, uh, I love to find out what makes them tick what go, What goes on be, be behind behind the scenes? Uh, there's, I mean, there's a couple. Uh, there's a book I've just read, which is called Exit Stage Left, which is the curious afterlife of pop stars. A guy called Nick Durden, I think, is you pronounce his name, uh, and and he's gone in, in the last few few years and interviewed people. The last twenty years as one-hit wonders. What are they doing now? Whether 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 medication has ruined their lives or, 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 or what how they're doing now. So every everyone uh, from Scritty Perlitti to to. Um, to uh, Robbie Williams uh, uh, and you 2 who are, are kind of, a, who are still on top of the game. Some people fall foul of it, but it's lovely to see what their processes and what made them do what they, d- they do and, and, and how the, the hit singles happened and all that sort of stuff. Also with it, within, within the advertising game, as, uh, um, there's a guy called Dave Trott, uh, and, and he uh, at this stage is, uh, is, is getting on in years but he's a uh, he's he still has he's still full of life and he he writes uh, this regular blog and article for for campaign magazine in england uh and every so often he puts these these mini stories um into books and they make for fascinating reading. They're like two and, two or three or maybe four pages each, but they all are anecdotal. They have a, a reason to be at the end and, and something we can learn from them. But again, they are such a pleasure to read. And also for us, us being time poor phone watchers and our wonderful Gen Z or Gen Z Zed, Zers out there uh, who are who who might be at sometimes just uh, need to read things really quickly and get the point really soon. These books are are gold dust. so it, it's 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 really I find that's kind of enjoyable um, because they're all true and they're all fact based. So that's yeah, no, I No, mean.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, books can be that magic, that gold dust. and you're referring to magic earlier. And I think that sort of biographical um, story, where you can actually dive into somebody's background, their upbringing, Mm. the you know their life story, what's impacted them, what makes them think the way they do. (laughs) Uh, You you mentioned Squiddy Polity there, and I'm sure you know we we (laughs) did we did an episode with Tom Morley, which is a great episode, and Tom I think is one of those. Truly creative creatures, um, his backstory and how he founded the mm-hmm. band, if people want to go back and listen to an episode, it's incredible, um,
1: you know, yeah, talk no about worries.
0: things that happened by random or by, I'm not sure how it happened, but uh, I mean, th- the story he tells about, it just it just—it's amazing that it ever happened the way that it happened, and uh, you know, one of the first few people to do DIY records, you know, uh, this sort of whole indie-type approach uh, to music, and it's a phenomenal story. But I—I I, I echo what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying in terms of that—that that creativity, that magic, that gold dust. I think they're great words to describe. Um, the true learning that you can get from picking up a good book. And I, like you, I like, like nothing more than cracking the spine on a paperback or picking up the hardback book. You know, it's the smell yeah. of the paper, the ink on the paper. The mm. I, I really love it too, you know, and I, I do, you know, I'm a big audio guy too in terms of audio books, but there's something quite special and no doubt like you with the vinyl for those people watching the video behind you, your, your shelving of vinyls, Um, you know, I'm surrounded by bookcases here. And uh, yeah, there is something magical about it. So thanks for sharing that, Ian. Um, The other thing I wanted to ask you, though, while I've got you is about people that you uh, admire or people that have inspired you along the way. Now, this could be somebody back in your childhood, could be somebody more recently or somebody through the work that you do. Mm. When I ask you that, who springs to mind when
1: I ask you about people that you admire? Well, again, it's... It's no one really specifically, other than there are certain p- character traits. Uh, I mean, I, I, I look at the underdog, the Mavericks, the, I mean, the creative thinkers who sometimes get nowhere or they, they get somewhere and they fall down, they stand back up, they put their armor back on, they jump back into the fight. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, um, the first football match I me- ever remember watching was um, Spurs. And Spurs lost against whatever team, but for some reason I gravitated towards the underdog, and and I, I just said, okay, I'm going to be a Spurs supporter. I'm going to see if they can clamber back up the league type thing. That there, there, there was um again as far as the underdog and uh, and and these kind of people who with kind of like who are least likely to succeed and how they overcome certain things. There's that famous story. Um, and, and one that I, I really do enjoy. So, uh, and very quickly, it's the story of that gentleman, Tim, Tim Martin, who about 40 years ago, he was in school and his, his main teacher, his head teacher said, you will amount to nothing. Yeah, Mr. Martin, you will amount to nothing. You will be going nowhere. Um, and so uh, <laughs> armed with that, He he left school and he went to work in a pub, which is okay, fair enough. That's grand. Uh, And then he worked up as to be manager. And eventually he actually bought the pub. Um, uh, And then as the years rolled by, he expanded that uh, and became a very good businessman and, and bought several pubs. And what he decided to do is as he bought these pubs, he named them after the teacher who told him years before that he would amount to nothing. So he named his pubs after that teacher, whose name was Mr. Weatherspoon, and now he has about 852 Mr. Weatherspoons out there, so it's kind of like that sting so it's kind of like okay amount to nothing, I just love that kind of. uh, And also I love that sense of humor he's quite a creative individual this guy so look. It's it's the strivers, it's the mistake makers, it's the, the people who also the people who lead from from the shadows uh, uh, to, to me, I love leaders who lead, lead from behind. I, I, I they lead silently you don't you just you, you you know who you are there's a presence you can feel when you're in the room i've worked with a lot of really brilliant leaders in the advertising game um and i've also <laughs> worked with a with with a, a few pseudo leaders but it, look um they all have great talents they all they, they all have something and the trick is to grab what you need from these people there was um there was a um, a thing once where i worked in In one of the big agencies, as I worked with BBDO, I worked with Ogilvy, I worked with various other agencies in town, along with some smaller boutique ones. But there, there uh, um, was—I remember uh, being asked uh, uh, about how you navigate through people who have various different agendas. Uh, uh, um, And I liked it onto a movie when I was asked, kind of, how do you work around this? It's kind of like I said, well, in some agencies. Um, it's a bit like that movie The Sixth Sense with with uh, what's the guy's name Bruce Willis um, and the kid who sees dead people well when I went with going to agencies, sometimes you can you can see people who probably shouldn't be there, and the trick is to, to, to see them and work around them or to see them and make them better, I mean I had a scenario with one of the agencies, I went into where. I, I sat down i was running i was uh, coming as the new creative director sat down i was uh, i was running this department uh, and i had the d- directors of this agency sit down and say okay we uh, one of the first things we'd like you to do ian uh, we have four people here we'd like you to work out exit strategies for them and i went oh um okay well the trick is for me to find out whether they need them or first so i said yeah, i'm not going to be doing it now give me two months and so for over oh, over the next eight weeks I worked out. Yeah, there was there one person who 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 was a, a misfit and needed to be in a different department in a different age, and I was able to help him go there. But th- there was three others who were just geniuses who were just they were just not managed, and I was able to sit down with them and really work with them, and and and, and they have gone from strength to strength. I'm not saying it's because of me, it's because of me, but you just you just look for the for the for the nuggets in these people, and, and you kind of like. You push them on uh, and motivate them and inspire them and give them you know you give them that sense of passion that that, that i have you know so look <laughs> sorry i'm waffling on but uh, there's there's uh, that that sense anyway yeah and i, I really like that and you, you
0: said something uh, quite insightful there you know the people that, that can lead from behind and quite often because we live in this world of influence and you know social media where you think that the people are, who are constantly out there shouting about it are actually the leaders? When actually, you know, in real life, some really great inspirational, creative leaders—they don't say an awful lot. They listen an awful lot. Mm. Uh, but when they do talk, it's normally that gold dust that you're referring to before. So I mm. like that, and it seems like you—you know—that that, that term—you uh, like people who have that sort of grace under fire, you know. Uh, and the, the people that, that, that are really, what was it, Steve Jobs say, you know, putting a dent in the universe, uh, people that are making a bit of a difference. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. That's really, really great. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, in a similar vein is about advice. Um, so when I ask you about the best advice you've received, maybe it's something that's stuck with you, uh, in, or maybe it's something that you pass on to others. What springs to
1: mind when I ask you that question? Okay, I'm I'm my profession is is creative. I'm as I said, I'm 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 paid to to dream and invent and work with other dreamers and other inventors visual or or, or written word or what have you. So again, it's all about for me, the creativity. I think the one thing that happened to me years ago when I was much younger uh, and it was kind of shocking for me. but not in, I suppose, in a bad way. Years ago, when I was a young creative director, I, I uh, the agency I worked with paid for me to head off to a, a two day workshop in London in the Direct Marketing Association offices in London. And the 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 title of the workshop was Creativity in Direct Marketing. And I've always loved direct marketing I love that as it, the smell touch taste that's that sense again as we, we talked about the books, you know the smell and, and kind of something that opens up something that's personalized to you, you know direct marketing really, really works for even. And now you will see direct marketing paper based card based recycled as it is and sustainable, as it is, is, is getting much more of a resurgence. Uh, because we, we have in this digital age, if you get a focused relevant offer in the post to you personalized you're going to interact with that and you might, whereas you you might just delete a, a, an email that might not get you as far, although it may have links and all that sort of stuff, but something that's tangible can work just as as well, and people actually will keep them now I found out, you know and. Um, but here am I, years ago, in this wonderful workshop with all these esteemed people. Uh, we had a meet and greet. We 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 chatted to each other. I found out that a lot of the the delegates or the the people in this workshop came from various walks of life. A lot of them from marketing departments. A, a few of them from sales departments and smaller companies and bookshops and and what have you. And I was I was one of one or two creators from agencies I that's kind of odd they all wanted to learn what I do creativity and direct marketing so we all sat down there was about 25 of us and um, this this guy came in a a, an esteemed creative director one of the big DM agencies Um, and and uh, the one of the first he said. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Great to see you here. Um, I, just, I, I just like to kind of uh, to get a sense of, of where you're coming from. Would, would, would everybody in sales please stand up? So I went, okay, sales. Hmm. I'll sit back here. Uh, and I kind of was a bit, I was kind of slightly smug. Was kind of, I'm in creative. It's creative for, 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 for direct marketing. Why, why would I stand up? So there about half the room stood up uh kind of sheepishly they were coming kind of going, oh what's happening are we in the wrong place type thing so and 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 the and the the lecturer said okay that's that's great thank you very much would anyone sitting down please leave because you're in the wrong workshop so uh, I, I i mean uh, <laughs> the reaction i had was oh m g what the hell has just happened there this is you know i was shocked uh, and then he clarifies this look only messing guys I just want you to know that we are all in sales you, you, it, whether you are selling a book door, door to door or whether you're, you're, you're selling a product or what have you is at the end of the day, you can be in, in, in creative terms be selling an idea internally pitching that towards uh, to, to, to internally to other creatives, to other project managers, and ultimately you're pitching and selling to your clients. Never forget that. So that's something I never forgot. Mind you, I forgot the gentleman's name, which I shouldn't have, but that's probably just a bit of dementia. What can I tell you? But that was the best piece of advice, and it's something that's really stayed with me. It's, it's we're, we're in sales, guys, whether you are uh, an arty person or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, That's a great story, and uh, one that you haven't forgotten, right? Stays with you to this day. Um, So let's find out a little bit more about Ian now, in terms of your passions. What are you passionate about? Uh, What do you focus on? Uh, What keeps you inspired? So when I ask you that, Ian, what what uh, what comes to mind?
1: Well. We, we, okay, I mean, without getting too cliched, of course, the, the I'm passionate about my family life, my daughters, my beautiful wife. I'm passionate about creativity. Um, I um, I love the fact that um, I can, I can sit down my desk or I can go to a meeting in the morning, uh, and the next thing I know it's five in the afternoon, and and I feel as if only five minutes have gone by, and I'm going, Oh, uh, uh, it's it just when you're when you're passionate about something or when you're involved, or you get lost in something it, it, it time goes really fast. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, and as you get older, time goes really fast. My father used to call your middle ages, the hurricane years type thing. Now for me working within creativity can be like a hurricane because you're flying around the place, but it, 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 it's, it's so gratifying when you do get to where you need to be, but that can be fast. Um, as I, as I said, uh, f- for somebody who doesn't have a note in their heads, I've never played an instrument. I can't play the piano. It's kind of like chopsticks, maybe badly, you know. Kind of like I'd love to learn the banjo, but I haven't got around to it. My wife won't let me. She go, no, 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 no. You, 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 it'll go wrong. Believe me, you know. I mean, I remember at a Bee Gees concert years ago. Bless their cotton socks when all three of them were still with us, uh, and I know Barry's still with. But I remember it was a corporate do, uh, and I mean, like. They want you to dance. So I remember everyone sitting down and, and, and whatever kind of staying alive came on, and I stood up and started dance. And Erica, my wife, looked at me and said, "I think you need to sit down." So again, rhythm, you know, <laughs> you know rhythm was never there. Yet I'm obsessed with music. You know, everything from from Motown to to Ramstein to to. I mean, I'm going through an Edith Piaf phase at the moment. I cannot understand. As, I, I love the French language. I have schoolboy French, but what 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 the wonderful thing about somebody like the Piaf is is that I, I I see her her voice and her language as another instrument, and it you just get immersed in it. And then I'll be off listening to Dahi, who is an Irish uh, DJ musician. A, a whole pile of things. My daughters, I, I get every so often. Every so often, I, I kind of uh, I'll ask my younger daughter, Ali. Uh, uh, so what about Neil Dexter? And she goes, who? And then I, I play it for her and she goes, oh, that's really cool. So I'm kind of rollerversal type thing. Uh, but music to me is is a, a phenomenal thing. And also the tangibility uh, and that sense, again, we go back to direct marketing, we go back to the books, we go back to wonderful records, uh, The the, the the buying a record from a, from a loved artist is an event in itself. You can, it's kind of you open it up. There's spot lamination. There you can touch, smell, taste, whatever it is. It, it's such a wonderful thing. And the ritual of taking the record out, taking it out, whether it's coloured marble or whatever, they're art forms. I in an agency I I I, I um, consulted there recently. I was working with the guys in the digital department. And i was <laughs> trying to explain to them about the joys of the record experience and but well, it's only 20 minutes aside and i went but that's a ritual in itself it makes you you earn the music you earn the love it's a wonderful ritual uh, and again you 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 look at um the irish store golden disc the record cd whatever store uh who with the 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 recent vinyl revolution in the last few years they had a wonderful poster which 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 said is kind of like come on into our vinyl store come on into our vinyl department and have a look and see and then they went dot 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 because no one ever comes around to see your mp3 collection you know it's (laughs) you get your lyrics everything so there's a wonderful experience in music I get also within what I do uh, from a graphic design sense um, um, is I work with musical people, musical artists up up and coming. Um, recently, uh, I was able to package design and work with uh, a wonderful Irish musician by the name of Gavin Fox. Uh, he's released his first album. I mean, it's tough these these guys are all starting out so they're in YouTube they're they're kind of all chipping away and um, and again it seems to be prevalent now that that artists and sometimes famous artists, even the, the radio heads of the world um, sell through their websites uh, and they sell direct and they don't feed into record stores and um, and they could they, they can make. Uh, quite a decent living out of that. Um, There's another musician that I started working with, uh, a girl called uh, Julie Beth Horton, and she writes wonderful music. So she's talking to film directors and various other people and getting her music into that. So it really is such a beautiful thing to be able to, whether, just because I can't play the banjo doesn't mean I, I, I don't get to, to, to go to gigs uh, and, and be backstage and talk to uh, the, the musicians about their process and how they do things. So there's a lot of love, a lot of energy and a lot of celebration there. So it's it's, it's really gratifying. So music is is a, a, a passion. I just wish I could play something.
0: <laughs> well, I, I love that, Ian. And... Um you took me back immediately uh, to my vinyl collection because uh, although I, you know, I I stream music, you know, I've got the, the CD collection, I've got the the vinyl collection, but there's been a huge resurgence in vinyl, particularly among younger people. You know, I see it an awful lot now. Um, And I see groups and bands and individual artists releasing things on vinyl, you know, Mm. I also saw people releasing things back on cassette. Uh, I don't know where they're getting the cassette players from, but it it is a thing, and it's that Mm. tangible uh, that you use the word tangible. uh, That there's some ritual, uh, there's something that you connect with, and whether it's the album art, the internal sleeves, you know, a double album, um, the the lyrics, the cover notes, you know, Mm. there there was something quite magical about that experience. And yeah, Yeah. I think there are many people listening who would would appreciate true vinyl uh, and uh, you know the quality of audio oh yeah and uh, yeah it, it is a it is a an interesting thing and as you say for a new artist coming out today there are so many different channels which mm. is both an opportunity and a challenge um to get their music heard to get it understood but again it's back to that emotional cut through I think isn't yeah. it it's back to that you know that that little bit of creative that little bit of thought that's gone into something can often make all the difference when it comes to getting their music heard. Yes, shared. it's tough.
1: It's really yeah. tough. And
0: it's tough. Look, before we run out of time, uh, we've, we've talked about some wonderful things here, but I wanted to ask you, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we finish up on our podcast episode today?
1: Yeah, kind of... Last week was my birthday, and my sister sent me a card, and it was a card with a quote from david bowie and it, it kind of like uh, so she wasn't made, she didn't want to make me feel terribly old and kind of another year blah 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 uh, but but this quote was kind of something that resonated it might be a famous quote but it's the first time i'd ever heard it which bowie said aging is an extraordinary process where you become the person you always should have been and i went and i don't know why it resonated with me it was kind of like so this the person i need to be um and it's kind of it really resonated as you get older you become a little bit more confident you also know you still make mistakes you also know you still are here to make to ask a huge amount of questions i, I, I mean it's asking questions like a rem- reminds me of that 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 little bit of that thing that says um, how many art director designers does it take to change a light bulb and the answer is does it have to be a light bulb you know so so there's this keep asking questions keep you know ultimately if you can be if you have that passion inside you no matter what you do look look what if you're licking stamps whatever be passionate about it and as long as you have that pa- that that passion and as long as you don't tend to to so many people i know uh, in this world run to stand still they don't, they don't stop and smell the roses. I mean, there was an interesting thing. Um, um, I went and saw Paul McCartney in concert there a few years ago. And um, by God, is he still rocking it, you know? I mean, he's 80 something at this stage. But halfway through his, his paltry three and a half hour set of Beatles mania and wings and everything, which was just crazy. Uh, I recommend if you can ever see this guy, see it before it's too late. But he 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 just stopped the concert. He says, and, and everything became silent. People and the kind of st- people started flicking their uh, st- stopped flashing phones. And he says, and he just stopped and says, "I just want to stop and see and look at you all, and I want to smell the roses. I want to I, I want to be in this moment, and I want to see you, you know, and I want to stop playing because we can be on a furious journey, you know. So I thought that was really really great. So so that resonated with me. So it's yes, yeah, stop, smell the roses um uh, be passionate about what you do keep asking questions um and also keep keep things interesting if you can i mean uh and and and, and enjoy enjoy the people around you and enjoy the journey um I, I know that's probably a little bit kind of like spiritual but you know that's what i throw out there Well, do you know do you know what ian i
0: love the david bowie quote you know mm. aging is an extraordinary process uh, where you become the person you always should have been. I think that's truly wonderful Mm. um, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sense in that quote, Mm. you know? Um, So thank you for sharing that. Before we wrap up, um, if people want to get in touch with you about the great work that you do or getting work with the the company uh, (laughs) and the talented people that you work with, what's the best place to send people to? Is it LinkedIn?
1: Is it the website? It's possible. I mean, it's it's possibly LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is, is kind of like, I'm busy on LinkedIn. I have a therefore page on LinkedIn. Um, um, and that's possibly where I live. I, I do have a website that's kind of, I, again, that's the, the one thing you learn as you get older is what you're not good at websites I work with people who do websites and so we ha- I have a, a, a straightforward website there but essentially LinkedIn is where I am um, I, I take photographs and share local stuff on Instagram but I think LinkedIn is LinkedIn is probably the, the place to be really um, and I'm quite active with my APMC work uh, and with my creative work and I also the therefore page will spit out kind of like some. I mean I, I trawl looking for great ideas and I, I, I like to celebrate Uh, A lot of stuff that's not that's not about me or the colleagues I work with. It's just damn good ideas and and and, and, and damn good campaigns. LinkedIn. Perfect. Okay. well, look, that brings
0: us nicely to the end of this episode today uh, with Ian McCall. Ian, thank you for being with us today. Thank you to everybody who's been watching or listening to this episode around the world. Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe Do all the things I need you to do. To help support the podcast and I hope you'll join me back here for more discussions with creatives leaders and thinkers so thank you Ian it's been wonderful to catch up with you today
1: absolute pleasure thank you so much